I am so excited to come on here and share four tips with you that are helping me in my freelance business right now. I'm going to share a mindset tip that just blew my mind. I'm going to talk a little bit about client boundaries and a free software you can use that can help you enforce those boundaries. And then the two last tips are going to be on cold pitching. As you know, on my online course, I teach writers how to get on LinkedIn and cold pitch to land high paying freelance clients. But I want to share with you ways that I'm learning and optimizing and improving my own cold pitching skills as I go. And if I make you guys wait for a video where my hair and makeup are done, that's just not helping anyone. So I'm so excited to just be sitting here on my couch with no makeup, looking a hot mess, and just prioritizing getting the information across. So I'm Christine. I'm a former salesperson turned copywriter, and now I am helping introverted writers use these sales skills to land high-paying freelance clients using LinkedIn. Now let's start with number one, a little bit of a mindset tip about perfectionism. Recently in my freelance business, I am relaunching, I am opening doors to 30 days to paid where I walk you from A to Z, how to set up your online presence and cold pitch clients on LinkedIn. And there's a lot of like promotion that I'm doing for that. You'll see my Instagram stories, you'll be getting my emails, I'm setting up my sales page, all the stuff that allows you guys to get in there and enroll in the course. And I'm trying to up level my game and I'm learning about like branding and color theory. And I upgraded my little Canva account because that's where you get all the good features and you can select brand colors. And I was like, well, what are my brand colors going to be? So I started doing research on that, learning about colors and how to choose the colors that best represent my brand, blah, blah, blah. And as I'm learning about this stuff, I'm thinking to myself, Could you imagine if I had waited to launch 30 Days to Paid, if I waited to create my online course, if I waited to put out that free PDF that shares with you how to cold pitch, my cold pitch templates. Imagine I had waited to do all of that until I chose the perfect aesthetically pleasing brand colors and got all of the design aspects right. Then this would have been something that wouldn't happen for another two years because I'm just getting around to it now since creating my online course. I'm not the best when it comes to design. I, I don't have an eye for fashion. I really struggle with that stuff. I just am a words person. I'm an articulation person. My mind thinks that way. I do have a hard time when it comes to matching and colors and fashion and style and all that stuff, which is why I try to keep things really simple. And it made me realize that there's so many freelancers out there who kind of struggle with that same mindset of like, I'm just going to keep tweaking my website and I'm going to keep waiting to pitch because I don't like what my portfolio looks like. And My story of becoming a freelancer involved me literally learning what steps to take, but then giving myself deadlines on my little TJ Maxx planner. This is before I was using Asana. (laughs) By the way, go to YouTube and watch my Asana demo where I show you guys how to create a client pipeline so that you can be consistent with your cold pitching and actually know where your next check is coming from. It's awesome. I'm obsessed with Asana, but... 
I use that little TJ Maxx planner to set a deadline and literally say, okay, I'm signing up for this Weebly website builder. I've never done this in my life, but if it doesn't look great, well, I have until Friday and I'm going to start pitching. So whatever I can get done by Friday has to be good enough. So the way you guys don't care if I have matching colors on my website, your clients are not going to care if you have a perfectly matched, aesthetically pleasing website. It's really important to focus on the big picture and not the minute details. And yes, there is value in all of this stuff. Of course, I want to look put together in uniform as a brand because it builds credibility. It is actually important. However, it wasn't the most important thing and it wasn't something that was going to be worth me delaying taking action. So if there is something that you're stuck on, and I think from what I've learned from my students in the course, it really does tend to actually be choosing a niche. There's this perfectionism around like, I just don't know if this is the right niche for me. And the thing with choosing your niche is A, there's a certain way to go about validating whether or not it's profitable. So that's a whole module in the course is like, okay, you want to do this. Here's how to choose your niche. And I give a formula about like, okay, passionate, are you knowledgeable? Can you talk? Like there are certain checklist items, but then once you choose it, you want to go and validate that actually you have a great chance of making good money with that niche. But honestly, other than that, you really have to go out, start pitching and test whether that niche is going to be profitable by taking action and just trial and error. There's never going to be a moment where somebody can look into a crystal ball and say, you have completed every niche checklist item. You are now ready to launch. Like You have to just give it a go. And even for myself was a general like B2B technology writer. I have niched down even further to just writing for sales enablement and sales engagement technology. So you might wind up going more narrow or you might wind up going wider, but you have to start somewhere. Now let's talk boundaries with clients. This is more for my writers who are actually actively working with clients. However, if you don't have clients yet, please keep this in mind. So I started using the free software Calendly and actually just giving three days of availability for anyone who needs to hop on a call with me. And I am obsessed with the concept of context switching and getting into the flow and not having yourself knocked out of flow by having to switch from writing to researching to outlining to phone calls with clients. It's just not the most productive way to go about your work day. I think we should be protecting our time. We should not be completely available to clients at the drop of a hat. And this is something that would have terrified me in the beginning of my freelance career. So much to the point that I have resisted using Calendly up until, I'm going to say a month or two ago. I have been scheduling meetings, wasting time by giving all these different time slots, looking at my calendar, doing it manually, going back and forth. Very, very inefficient. And I'll tell you why. I equated the use of Calendly with being rude and basically saying to clients, oh, you want to meet with me? I'll connect you with my, what is the saying? 
have your people contact my people. Oh, my receptionist. Like, I didn't want to give off the vibe of like, I can't even be bothered to schedule something with you. So click on this calendar link and automate the process. Even though the whole world at this point is using Calendly, even though it actually saves the the client time, I was still hesitant to use this because I didn't want to come across as rude. Really goes to show you like there's some serious people-pleasing tendencies there that need to stop. But using Calendly has streamlined my day so much. I'm only available for meetings with clients on Tuesdays and Thursdays at the moment. And just the other day, I had a client review my work And he was like, okay, great. Let's hop on a call tomorrow to review. And I was like, actually, please click this link. Like, I'm not available tomorrow, but if there's a time that works for you, click here. And I was like, oh, wow. Just a few months ago, I would not have been able to say that. So I'm becoming way better at boundaries because I think in this business, being customer service oriented and being cooperative and being enthusiastic really can really set you aside and build long-term relationships with clients. I must say one place that I do excel with freelancing is I am able to retain a client for a long time. And I think that's because I just try to provide that good level of customer service. And it's interesting because when I see freelancers online talk about this topic, it's always like set boundaries, do this, do that. And it's like, yes, of course, to an extent. But at the end of the day, who are you going to want to work with if you are hiring someone? Like, are you going to want to, if you if you need photos taken, are you going to really want your photographer to push back on you that hard? Like, you, you do need to be accommodating and pleasant and enthusiastic. It doesn't mean you have to be a doormat, but I think people go way too hard with the, oh, set boundaries with your clients and blah, blah, blah. It's like, chill out. We have to be nice people and have good customer service. Something else I'm doing, and let's move on to the cold pitching tips. Okay, (laughs) this is ironic, but I still struggle to cold pitch. Even though I teach a course on it, even though it's how I built my freelance business from scratch, even though I know with 100% certainty that it works and how effective it is, I have to admit I still struggle with it because it is tempting that once you have a lot of work, you're not as motivated to cold pitch. There's almost a fear there of like, well, if I keep cold pitching, what if I have too much work? This mindset has kept my income capped for longer than I would like to admit. You're actually better off, is what I've learned, you're actually better off over cold pitching, bringing in too much business, and then just having to say no versus what most people do, which is they get really busy with client work then a project ends or a client falls off and then they just literally find themselves shit out of luck and they're like, oh, I gotta start cold pitching again and then it just feels like you're rolling a boulder up a hill. And I'm talking from experience, this is literally like the ongoing challenge for me too. So what I'm doing to combat that now is I am literally making it my goal that no matter what, I'm gonna send one cold pitch per day and I I actually enrolled in a very expensive online course to learn the project management software Asana. I know that sounds super boring, but the course instructor, Louise Henry, I've been following her on YouTube for a while now, and I finally enrolled in her course. It's called Up Level with Asana. And 
wow, I mean, this girl, this woman can really make something like project management software sound exciting. And she got me and I'm so excited and I'm running my entire life out of this Asana project management software. So again, check out that YouTube video I made where I show you how I'm managing my freelance business out of it. It's revolutionary. I'm just nerding out over this. So Asana makes it really easy for me to literally schedule in like, hey, cold pitch this company on this day. And it takes the brain work, the willpower, the energy, the decision fatigue, all of that stuff. It takes all of that out of the equation. It systematizes the task so that I literally just send the cold pitch or the follow-up or whatever message I'm dragging my feet on sending. And I just do it and it's helping me stay consistent so I recommend that you get a free project management software like Asana I have been using Trello for years up until this point so I'm a new Asana user and to this point I have not paid for either one of them so it's a free software that allows you to stay consistent with your freelance pitches just try it trust me Now, here's the other thing I'm learning too about pitching, and I want you guys to keep this in mind. Be careful with how you end a cold pitch message. So I advise always to end a cold pitch message with a CTA, also known as a call to action. I explain call to action in detail in my free Confident Cold Pitch workshop that is available for you at any time if you want to go register and get a whole free cold pitch workshop. It's an hour long. But what I'm noticing with CAs is that the first time you reach out to somebody, you should always at the end of your pitch be gauging whether they are interested or looking for a writer, not whether or not they want to hop on a call with you. So let me explain. If you have my cold pitch templates, if you've gone through that workshop that I offer and I tell you how to do cold pitching on LinkedIn to land clients, you'll know that the goal is to get the client on a call. It's literally to introduce yourself quickly explain why you're right for the job and then get them on a call so that you can end that call in a closed or signed contracts and paying work however if you come out the gate saying are you available for a 15 minute call it's too strong for your first message so what you want to end your message with is are you open to new writers? Are you looking for new writers? First, you want to gauge whether they're interested because think about how you would start any conversation. I always give the example of a dating app. The first question you ask when you message someone on a dating app should not be, do you want to go on a date? It's like, wait, we haven't even had a conversation yet. Why are you asking me out? It's freaking creepy. The first message on dating apps are always like getting to know you questions, seeing if the person is at least interested before you go in with the ask. So take that into account for your cold pitches as well. Ask, are you looking for writers right now? End your message, your initial message with that. If you get a response and they say, well, send me your portfolio, which is usually how they respond, then I recommend you go in and say, here's my portfolio. Here's two or three pieces that I believe are relevant to you and your industry. 
are you open to a 15-minute call next Saturday? Here's my Calendly link. So again, just don't come on too strong in your first cold pitch. Anyway, that's what I'm finding is working in my freelance business right now and helping me remain profitable. I hope that was helpful to you. Go to paidcopywriter.com and register for the free cold pitch workshop that I have available right now. You can watch it anytime. However, I don't know how long it's going to be up there. So make sure that you go and register and sit there and watch it and take notes, take screenshots. This workshop is one that I've gotten feedback from people saying, I have learned more from that workshop than I have at stuff that I've actually paid for that was so informative. So I'm really proud of myself because other than the fact that I'm obviously trying to sell online courses you know, that help new freelance writers, First and foremost, I am a writer and somebody who creates content, and that's why I give away a lot of really good free information, even though that might hurt me from a perspective of, oh, like, you know, I'm giving away my best information. I don't care because I honestly would want to be doing this even if I didn't make any money from it, right? So that's, for me, the definition of loving what you do, and as somebody who was absolutely miserable with their career, (laughs) before they became a writer, it really is like a dream come true for me to finally be a freelance writer, to be an online course creator and be very engaged in what I'm doing. So if you have any feedback on the workshop and if it helped you or if you have a win, a lot of people are emailing me saying like, oh my God, I sent a message and look at how they responded. When I see that, I'm like, hell yes, this is why I do this. Like I get really amped up. So I hope this helps. Bye, guys.